Welcome to the Dream Big, My Friend podcast, where you will find all the inspiration you need to begin living a more intentional life today. Because no matter where you are right now in life, it's never too late to dream big, my friend. And now here's your host, Francis Vitakovic. Welcome, my friend, to this podcast episode, which is all about seven steps to dream chasing so that you can stop wishing and start doing more today. So I'm going to take you through seven steps to help you get started on your goals. And step one is simple. You need to begin with the end in mind. Now, I don't know if you've ever heard this quote before. It's by Oliver Wendell Holmes. He said, many people die with their music still in them. Too often, it is because they are always getting ready to live. And before they know it, time runs out. So we're going to jump straight into this. So I'm not going to share with you all the stuff that you most likely already know, such as how to set those SMART goals and why you need to get off your bottom to start taking action and chasing those goals. Because I already assume that you know what to do in theory. In theory, we are all super intelligent and well-informed human beings. We know what we need to do. In fact, that's never been a problem. We could probably write whole essays on how to achieve our goal. But many of us are still stuck. We say stuck and frustrated and we're annoyed at ourselves. We keep messing up. We're unable to stick to a program or schedule, whatever that schedule is on that particular time and day because it's always changing. We're always trying to do something to help us get moving, but for whatever reason, it doesn't work. And trust me, I know this. I'm speaking about this from personal experience. But instead, we're going to try a different approach. Today, I want you to begin with the end in mind. So this concept of beginning with the end in mind was first introduced by Dr. Stephen Covey in his groundbreaking bestseller. If you haven't read it, you absolutely need to. It's called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And in its most basic form, it means always keeping an image of the end of your life in mind and using it as as a frame of reference to evaluate everything that you do today. So it means that you need to start with a clear idea of where you want to go. And once you know what your intended final destination is, you can then make sure that you're taking the right steps in the right direction. So can you see how this is going to work? Where you know where you're going, you can take the right path and take the right road. When you don't know where you're going, who knows where you'll end up. So let's just forget about the past and whatever's happened today or up until this point in time. And I probably, let's go as far as to say, let's forget about everything that's happened so far. Just put that all aside for now. Instead, I want you to think about something that none of us really like to think about. And that's your own funeral, okay? It's probably a bit shocking for me to like talk about this, but that day is one day in your future. No one in this world can escape it, whether you are rich or old, poor or young, whichever, famous or an everyday person. Life is fragile. Death is inevitable. We don't know what awaits any of us around the corner of time. So the reason that we're doing this exercise is because now I want you to imagine that you reached your end. There is a purpose to this exercise, I promise you. So now that you're imagining that this day has come to be, what would you want people to say about you on that day? 
How do you want to be remembered? What do you hope were your proudest achievements in life? And who do you want to be there with you in the end? And is there anything that you think you will have, you know, regretted not having done? That, especially that last question, that is so important. When you think of yourself as a really, really old person, that we would be so lucky to reach at that age, like no one knows that what's ahead of us, but just to reach old age is a blessing. But what do you think would be your regrets in life? So believe me when I say that this is such an important task to do. It has literally the power to change the direction of your life. So when I say do something, it's not for me. You're not, I'm not sitting there quizzing you or expecting that you hand in an exercise. Do this for yourself. Okay. It's for your benefit, not mine. Do it because you deserve to know where you are heading in life. And these are the answers that are going to help guide you in the right direction. So that is step one, beginning with the end in mind. So now let's talk about step two to achieving your goals. You need to identify your time wasters and everything else that is sucking the energy out of you at this point in time. So in case you haven't guessed it already, I think that time is precious. And as the great Buddha once said, the trouble is we all think we have time. We think that we have unlimited time at our disposal and it simply isn't true. Another quote, I think his name was Alan Lacken. He said, time equals life. Therefore, waste your time and you waste your life or master your time and you master your life. And let's just be honest. You know, we do think that we have tomorrow. Even I do. We think that we have another year or maybe we think that we have another 10 or 20 or 30 years up our sleeve. And that's probably why we have such a laid back attitude about things. That's probably why we sometimes don't care that we haven't chased our goals as yet or we might not even try because we think we have time. That's why we procrastinate because we think we can do it later. We're putting off what we could do today until another day. But here is the thing. Time is non-refundable. So you need to use it while you have it at your disposal. Use it with intention. I've already confirmed and I know it's not a newsflash. None of us knows when our time will be up. That's why we need to make sure that we're using our time wisely. We need to treat time as if it's a currency. You can't just throw it away as if it's useless or unimportant without realizing its value. So you can do it if you want to, but just don't be under this illusion that it means nothing. It actually does. And trust me, some people would do anything for those moments that you're now wasting. They really, really would. So all I'm doing is encouraging you to evaluate the way that you spend your time. So here's a question that I want you to think about. If you can stop for a moment and grab a pen and paper, that would be perfect. Or just even in your notes app on your phone, write down everything that you do that you think is wasting your time. Now, this can literally be anything. You get to decide what is a time waster for you. It could be something that you think is just meaningless or it sucks the energy right out of you or you know it won't matter in a few years' time or it makes you feel empty and frustrated. So take the time to write things down just in a few minutes. I mean, I know you probably could go on on and on about it, but whatever comes out first is usually what is the most important things that need to be dealt with. So don't worry about trying to work out how to tackle or eliminate that problem just yet. For now, you just need to recognize your time wasters. 
Now we're going to talk about step number three, filling your life with things that make you happy. And hopefully you do know what makes you happy. So now that I've spoken about the value of time and asked you to identify the most obvious time wasters in your life, you probably have a good idea of exactly which crappy stuff you need to remove from your life. But there is little point in taking away the bad stuff unless you can fill those empty new potholes with things that you love. Reason being, over time, even the crappy stuff will start to feel comfortable. By comfortable, I mean that it feels normal and familiar to us. You get used to it being around and eventually you get attached to it, even though your life would be so much better without it. It really is true. You've got to find the little things in everyday life that make you happy. Now, I know this probably doesn't sound like a life-changing concept, but seriously, how much better would it be if we did more of the things that make us happy? The logical next step is to work out what actually makes you happy so that you can fill your free time with those new activities, activities that make you happy, people and family and events that actually make you excited to be alive. First, you have to remove your time wasters, remember, and then it's about filling that new space with things that you love. Now, take that moment now to think about what makes you happy. On the surface, this probably sounds like a really simple question. A lot of people will say, well, of course, my family makes me happy and my friends or my partner or my spouse, but do they really? And I want you to dig deeper when trying to work out your answer. Sure, your friends make you happy, correct? But what about toxic friends who always make snide remarks or talk behind your back? You know, reality check, those people probably aren't your friends. And sure, you love your family, but maybe you have a sibling or a cousin who's condescending or a parent who puts you down. So I want you to dig deep and dig real deep. So don't just write down something that's like a little blanket statement. Oh, my family makes me happy. Be really, really specific. Who do you love spending your time with? I want you to think about what I'm asking of you. When was the last time that you were sincerely happy? And are you happy right now? So another great exercise is to actually think about the 10 happiest moments of your entire life. Note them down onto paper. And is there a common thread running through those moments? Maybe there is, maybe it isn't, that's okay. But if you had to take away everything from your life, What are the things that you would want to have left behind? And don't think that it has to be a big thing. It doesn't. You just focus on the little things that you love. And the emphasis is on the little things. And to help you out, I am happy to give you a few examples of my own. So some of the little things that I love to do, I can't think of anything better than reading a good book. Honestly, it is just the best. I love taking a warm bath. I love to sneak in a nana nap when I'm feeling tired. I love to take a morning walk while listening to a podcast. I love dancing around to music. I love getting a massage or having a cuddle with my kids. I even like just going on a nice, quiet family drive. Also love playing board games. I'm into Rummican. I love Scrabble. I just love it. And even when I'm writing just a book or a blog post or anything, I feel like I'm in my blissfully happy place. So take the moment now to think about everything that makes your own heart feel full and complete, the things that make you honestly feel at peace. And the reason that I like to recommend even just focusing on the small stuff in particular 
is because it's been said, you know, enjoy the little things in life because one day you'll look back and you will realize that those were the big things. So that is step number three. Okay. So just making sure to fill your life with the things that make you happy and we're actually working out what those things are. So now for step number four, letting go of what is weighing you down. So some people say you shouldn't bring up the past of a person who's trying to improve their future, but I actually think differently. I think it's okay for a person to acknowledge where they've come from, struggles and all, as long as they're willing to put their past to rest and move forward. Because here's the thing, sometimes focusing on the past does more damage than good. So just take a moment to consider these following quotes. We are the products of our past, but we do not need to be prisoners of it. That was by Rick Warren. A mother Teresa once said, yesterday is gone, tomorrow has yet to come, we only have today. So let us begin. So during my work as a life coach, I used to always set a rule of thumb at the beginning of a coaching series. That is, the client had to be willing to let go of their past so they could turn around and face the right direction, which is obviously their future. And in the end, you need to be willing to focus on what is the most important thing for you right now. Not worrying so much about what has happened in the past, but where are you now, where do you want to go, and how can we bridge the gap between the two? So you need to make a choice right now. If you are someone who doesn't carry any baggage or scars or anger or resentment or disappointment from the past, I wish I could give you a trophy because you're probably a really lucky and rare individual. Most of us do carry some baggage, but that doesn't have to be the worst thing in the world. The truth is your past has given you the strength and wisdom that you have today, so you need to learn and celebrate what you have gone through if it's made you a stronger person and let it go if it's holding you back instead of allowing it to haunt you. So my question for you is, are you ready to move on or not? I'm not even sure what you're holding on to. Maybe it's a broken heart or a broken spirit or sadness that comes from having shattered dreams or maybe something terrible happened in the past. Whatever the case, I hope that you find the strength to let it go and to set yourself free. You would be doing it for you, not for anyone else, just for you. It's like Buddha said, my favorite guy, holding on to anger is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. I have never forgotten this advice that I heard as a teenager and it went like this. That which you keep locked inside you will kill you while that which you set free will save you. So are you willing to let go of the past or not? If you answered yes, that is so fabulous. If you answered no, I want to ask you, you know, what benefit or joy do you get from holding on to the past? Is it serving you in any way? Is it making you feel happy if you're holding on to moments that you probably know that you should have let go of quite a while ago? Practice forgiveness instead today. Just even say it out loud. Like, I'm willing to move on and let go of my past. I'm ready to accept that I can't change anything that's already happened in my life so far. I cannot change yesterday, but I can and will do my best to take back control and make the rest of my life wonderful. Because the past is done, it is over, and it is time to move on. And remember, when it comes down to it, your past doesn't have to define you or destroy you. or You don't have to let it deter you or defeat you. You get to choose what you want with that experience. And the best choice, in my opinion, is to allow it to strengthen you. Now for step number five, expecting the hurdles. You know I don't mind a hurdle, don't you? I I don't mind having to work a little bit hard to get over those bumps because I know that, once again, it makes me stronger. 
So hopefully by now you have a rough idea about where you want to ultimately end up in life, what you need to let go of, what you need more of, the good stuff, and why it's so important to look forward rather than looking backwards because you need to look in the direction that you're heading. But before you even start to think about the exciting goals that you want to chase, I want you to just understand this reality of life and I'm going to give it to you straight. You are going to face hurdles and roadblocks on your future path in life. This is inevitable. There will be obstacles. There will be doubters. There will be mistakes and possibly even haters. But, and here's the key point for you to take home. These hurdles are not brick walls that you can't overcome. You just need to jump over these hurdles and that is the key to your success. And that's why I'm discussing this idea before you even begin chasing the goals. If you haven't started, that's okay. You're still in the perfect place. I believe that it's better to be prepared and advised of any potential nasty surprises before you set off on the journey so that you don't freak out and you rush back to square one with a tail between your legs at the sign of that first hurdle. It's going to be there. There's going to be more than one. There might be plenty, dozens, hundreds, who knows. But when you think of those hurdles now, you can't play dumb and pretend that you didn't know it was going to come because I've given you sort of a warning. Believe me, no amount of wishful thinking will ever make those hurdles go away. They, they just are part of life. So what are you going to do about it? You need to have a game plan. You also need to understand the importance of mind over matter. I cannot even begin to stress how you need to watch out for the mental hurdles. They are sometimes the hardest hurdles to get over in life. You know the deal. It's when we tell ourselves it's too hard or I can't do it or what's the point of even trying? Or I guess what? This is the worst one. I don't even really want it that much anymore. Those are the excuses we make up when we feel like giving up. But here is the thing, you need to let go of those mental hurdles if you want to move forward. You are in control of your thoughts, so you need to make sure that you put those ones down and pick up new ones instead. If you keep on repeating those negative words in your head, you will A, never make progress, and B, stay stuck in your comfort zone forever, and you are just going to make it harder for yourself. Now, I've said it already, life can be challenging at times, but the truth is you can do it. So just write down a list of all the things that you need to tell yourself when the going gets tough. What words of wisdom do you need to hear? And what can you keep in the forefront of your mind that will inspire you when you feel like giving up? So there's this quote by Charlene Johnson who said, Need to to get over a hurdle? It's mind over matter. Tell yourself you're not tired, you're so strong, you can do this, you can do anything. It's just a matter of repeating the same thing over and over until it is drummed in deep and you just get it. So that was step number five, expecting the hurdles. So now for step number six, finding the thing that sets your heart on fire. So when you create what sets your heart on fire, it is going to light up your path ahead. It really will. So this is a little bit where we start to talk about goals, but guess what? I still won't be giving you any lectures on the right or wrong way to set goals just yet. I won't tell you that you need to go for that or this or anything like that. The only thing that I want you to think about right now is what sets your heart on fire. What is that something that you dream of achieving? Something that the mere thought of achieving, it just makes you feel so happy. That's all I want to know. And when it comes down to it, that's the most important thing that you need to know. What do you dream about and what do you crave with all your heart? It can be as big as you like. So you could have a dream of a being a best-selling author, or just even a little one like running five miles without dying, which by the way, would still be a big one for me. 
whatever the case, I want you to work that out right now. I want you to think really hard about it. And the truth is you probably have a good inkling of what that thing may be. So now for the good news. If your goal seems totally overwhelming or out of reach, I want you to know that's okay. It's okay to dream big and to have big goals that are scary because big goals are supposed to be scary. They're supposed to make you feel a little bit nervous because that's when you know that you're stepping outside your comfort zone. And to achieve any goal, you need to step outside your comfort zone. And the good news or even better news is you don't have to have all the answers. All you need to do is work out the little steps that will take you slowly in the right direction. You don't have to see the long road ahead just yet. You don't even need to understand what's going to happen five or six or 10 steps ahead. You just need to do what feels like the most logical step for you to do right now. You take one step and then another and another baby step. And every time you're taking a step, you ask yourself again, what is the next right thing for me to do? I want you to be fearless in your pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. So even write down whatever comes to your mind when I ask you, what dream sets your heart on fire? Be honest with yourself. If you feel nervous saying it out loud, it's probably because it's a really exciting, scary dream. And that's great. Do not worry if it seems crazy or out of reach. Just write it down because there will be some truth and passion and purpose in that goal that you have written down that you should not be ignoring. Now, another idea is just to think about the five little steps that you can do right now to help you bring bring you closer to that goal. So you might need to put on your thinking cap for this exercise or ask someone that you trust for an outside perspective on ideas if you are truly stuck. But just think of five little steps that you could take. You don't have to think of anything else, just five little baby steps to get you started. And that brings us to the final step, number seven, where you will finally stop just swishing and start doing and it's allowing the puzzle pieces to fall into place. So I have to admit that it would be pretty ambitious of me to assume that I could dramatically change your life in one episode. That would be great, but 100%, I'm guessing it's not gonna happen. The truth is, I'll just be happy if I simply plant a seed of hope in your mind. That's all I'm aiming for today, just a little seed, because I know full well how fantastic a little baby seed can be. You have seen those flowers, that all the flowers that grow in the world and all those enormous trees that tower over you. All of those beautiful things started from just one little baby seed. So imagine now that your life is like a farmland and everything that you do is a seed that you are sowing. If you seed the good stuff, good stuff will harvest and grow. If you seed the bad stuff, are you going to be any surprised if the crops are coming up and they're not the best? Probably not. You just need to make sure that you're always sowing the right seeds and that you're nurturing the good sort. So that will bring you great things in life eventually because what you sow, that is what you will reap. So that being said, you know, what are the seeds that you're planting today? You now know what you really want out of life. Congratulations. And after defining those little steps that you need to follow, you have a basic roadmap that's going to get you started on the path you need to go down. Now, it doesn't matter if you can't see how you're going to get to your final destination just yet. That will come with time, I promise. For now, just assume that every tiny seed that you are putting into the earth, and if you're watering that seed, it will slowly grow over time. And before you know it, you're going to grow something so special and momentous in your life because that is a law of nature. It's a law of life. Now, I want you to think, now that we're coming to the end of this episode, that this is just the beginning. It is not the end. You can begin by eliminating all your time wasters in your life and replacing them with the stuff you love. 
That's just the first step. And then I also want you to make sure that you keep the right mental attitude in check. Just let go of the past, expect the hurdles. Life is always 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to any incident. So just always keep that in mind. And in a nutshell, you need to know it's not always about waiting for the storms to pass, but learning to dance in the rain. I'm sure you've heard that before. It is a goodie. And the final step is just making sure that you keep making those baby steps consistently walking in the direction of your dreams. If you just continue to take little tiny steps every day, you will eventually get to where you want to go. It's not a running race. It doesn't really matter if you get there faster or slower. As long as you keep moving in the right direction, you know the steps, so you keep on moving forward. So if you're brave enough, I really want you to pull out your diary and work out a way to schedule those stepping stones into your journal or diary, whatever you use to keep track of your life. Just put those baby steps into your diary, just as you would a dental appointment or a medical appointment. They're important. Don't think that just because that goal is for you, that it doesn't matter as much as something else might for another family member. If you schedule activities in for your kid, it's totally okay and fantastic to schedule things for yourself and just schedule them in one at a time. I don't recommend trying to do 10 things at once because you might start to feel overwhelmed. Just go slowly. 30 little steps that will take you close to your goal every month. And by the end, you will be 365 steps closer to your dream. So remember, just the baby steps for now. That's all it takes. If you were willing to commit one hour a day to chasing that dream, did you know by the end of a year, you would have spent 365 hours in that year, more than a thousand hours every three years, just devoted to achieving that goal. Imagine what you could do with that time. With that level of commitment, one hour a day, you can and will achieve incredible things. So just to rehash the seven steps that I've covered in this episode, number one was beginning with the end in mind, thinking about what you ultimately will wish that you had achieved in your life. And then we spoke about step two, which was identifying the time wasters, the things that are wasting your time that you would be better off spent doing something of value. And then we looked at number three, step three was filling that time instead with the things that sincerely make you feel happy, that just make you feel like your life has purpose and that you're spending that time with intention. And then there was step four, which is letting go of the things that are weighing you down. And we spoke specifically about the past there. Then there was step five, expecting the hurdles because guess what? They're never, ever going to go away. And then we had step six, which was finding that thing that sets your heart on fire, which brought us to our final step, which was allowing those puzzle pieces to fall into place and taking action, of course. Doesn't have to be a lot, just an hour a day is more than enough, in fact. And as always, thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I wish you the best of luck on your journey and please know that I'm always here for you for additional support, cheering you on from my little side of the world. You can always find me on dreambigmyfriend.com. Take care until next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. And if you really loved it, you can show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. For more inspiration, head over to dreambigmyfriend.com, where you will find even more content for all the dreamers out there. Until next time, dream big, my friend.